You are listening to A Skull to Hour. This podcast is made by friends who ventured into different paths in life. And now, we're back on the same road. We want to share our conversations to everyone, because we can. From timely topics to cheeky chica, treat us like your own barcada. We're always ready to talk about anything under the sun. Nine besties. Different perspectives. Countless stories. And one is Skull to Hour. Welcome everyone to the third episode of Escalta Hour. Hola. Hello. Yes. Hello. So hi, I'm Neil and I'll be your host for this episode. And with me are Iggy, Aero, and Harley. Hello. Hello. Hey guys. And we'll be talking about musical theater, ah. Broadway, West End, Manila. Manila. All of it, sweetie. Let's do it. So musical theater, what is it, you guys? I mean, technically, it's like a staged performance with songs, uh, with singing, with choreography, with razzmatazz, oh, with na, na. all that. <laughs> it's 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 a uh, jazz hand and like people who memorize songs that make absolutely no sense in the first year. <laughs> It's well choreographed scenery. Uh, it's perfect pitch, perfect crisp pronunciation. At least for some people, it oh, is. T. That's true. <laughs> for some people, lang daw yung crisp pronunciation. But I think we'll uh, get. To well, th- I think that should that should be a standard. Yeah, anyway. we'll get to that later. And when we talk about our favorite performers, then. Other than like what musical theater is, I think more importantly, what is musical theater for us? I mean, for me, uh, it could be like a very escapist form of art because it's live, like it's there. Uh, you see the performers, you see maybe the little slips that they make, the sometimes the lines that they forget to say, or the little tumbles in the choreography, and then. For me, that doesn't necessarily turn me off with the whole performance thing. It actually makes it, you know, a bit like more real. It makes it more visceral. That's true. It actually like it adds more like flavor for every performance because you know every performance is even though there's like a plan. If something goes off or something goes weird, whatever changes they make, that's gonna be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And if it makes sense with everything else, that just makes it even better. I mean, I think the mo- main reason why, like a lot of us, like gay people, especially especially gay people, sort of have an interest with um, uh, theater, is theater offers like as you said, Neil. It just sort of offers this sort of sense of escapism that, like, as gay people or like as queer people you know like we just we don't really have that much um outlets to escape with and so seeing these like characters on screen especially like like strong female leads like christine daae or um 
or help me out. <laughs> like, see the back. Kim, Kim, Miss Saigon. Not Kim. It's Kim Strong. Miss Saigon. Yeah, so you have these sort of strong feminine characters. she dies. She's strong. Yeah, and then you have these, like, sort of very strong feminine, you know, characters that we can sort of, like, empathize with because they're they're the sort of gateway to getting more exposure as a demographic, if that makes sense. Does that, like, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I think, in in line with that, it's like, you know how, I'm not sure if this is, like, quote-unquote, like, scientifically proven, but, like, I remember, I, I feel like it's because um the gay community they have like a they have they have qualities that are that stand out they stand out (laughs) and like in like in a whole in a whole demographic where people are just trying to shut those characteristics out or like telling them that they're weird or whatever musical theater gives like a stage for them to literally just like amp up those characteristics and like show it to everyone I think yeah, that's like yeah. the same the same logic and as I also drag queens. Think, oh yeah, because they 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 yeah. emphasize all of those things. Yeah, yeah. there's a, yeah yeah. I think yeah. I think um these sort of things these sort of you know you have theater you have drag um it just resonates with the whole idea of camp as well um the idea of just like exaggeration and the idea of sort of um this sort of um empathy towards being different that comes from feeling alienated in the first place which you see in a lot of gay people as well um does that make sense yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. let's just i think i also think it's the fact that like anything can be a stage Oh like my God. any like small space you can pretend that it's a stage and just act. my bathroom like, i remember in high school we'd have we'd have like we'd have backpacks right in high school and then for us those backpacks were our sons named pam and then suddenly we were kim and vietnam huh? and we we're just hugging <laughs> our bags singing you will not touch him don't touch my yeah. boy and then all of us had our own child just hugging our backpacks on the floor of the classroom pretending to be Kim pretending to be Leia Salonga as Kim and then like that can happen and like that, that that's just like very small platform in the classroom and I think that's that's nice I don't that's, remember like, this I don't recall this part of being high school but okay Neil you're you're really no, I remember <laughs> really, I remember we accept you. them doing that when it was practice it was supposed to be a meeting for mm-hmm. a project for school but then suddenly they're there on stage singing <laughs> acting <laughs> <laughs> go, go off. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> go off. Go off, yas queen. We love to see it. <laughs> no, because our our episode, because will be titled like musical theater or something. Well, don't tell the audience that, like, yeah. I don't know. Leia Salonga might listen. Or <gasps> oh my god, Miss Leia. Like a production company is listening. Miss like, Leia, hi. hi. Like, Cast on. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, anyway. for me, why I love musical theater, how why I got into it. What for me, it was I love the idea of because when I when I first heard about it, it was just music, right? And then it was when you listen to them in order, they tell a story, 
which uh at the age of like 10 or 11 that was like wow that was like mind-breaking to me so i was like i got hooked into it right away and it was just amazing how you could tell stories with music in that way that i've never really seen before mm, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah for me musical theater is something it's an art of expression talaga because it gives a platform that movies or some other kinds of art can't show because the performance is live. This is also the same with uh, yeah. non-musical theater. Um, for me, why musical theater is so appealing to the audience is because the music's catchy, for one. And it's not just yeah. music that's just music. Like Once you listen to the song, it's done. Um, for musical theater, the songs are part of the story, and when you're in the context of watching that story unfold, the music really helps in expressing the emotion and also make you f- make the audience feel what the characters are feeling, because yeah. music just gives a different yeah. hit on your emotions. Yeah. Different hit, right? That's yeah. for me. <laughs> and also staging a yeah. staging a production yeah. live is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's very difficult. Appreciate theater, please. <laughs> Troubles of a producer backstage. I love the quote that says, um, humans were born to express themselves through talking. And when the emotions are too high and too passionate and they can no longer talk, they sing. And when they can no longer sing, they dance or like move their bodies. And theater has all... Oh, well, Lala, I just love yeah, that. Yeah, theater, if, you, if yeah. you're actually on the verge of a mental breakdown, that's when you <laughs> go to theater. And also, um, a lot of theater, they're like a good platform for political messages. Or, like, reflection of the time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Oh, I feel like, oh, yeah. There, there are musicals that just hit the mark on that very well. Like Annie, you know, as, a, <laughs> as an orphan, isolated from my parents. Yeah. <laughs> All the way in Melbourne, I miss them. Oh, I actually bought a mango in IGA. Um, IGA is just, like, a convenience store. Um, And, like, I just... I peeled it off, and I just remember being in Cebu and having it done for me. <laughs> and I was like, I miss this. I miss mangoes. I don't know. But yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely agree with Harley. Yeah. It, it, um, well, at the, like, sort of yeah. musicals at the time, being ri- written at the time, definitely could be a reflection of that sort of Time. But also, like in contrary, you know, yeah, the, the musicals can also musical theater. You can also like show very, very personal, very intimate, small moments or like points of change that people experience, yeah. and like that you can show that in a bigger scale, so that it, so that it's something that people like become more aware of, or like be- people can like internalize it for themselves. Another thing I love, no, I don't know if I love, it's a love-hate thing about musical theater and maybe theater in general is that in Act 1, it's all woo, happy, woo, woo, woo. Then suddenly Act 2 comes. Then everyone's sad. So much 
death. Like, it really takes you on a ride. <laughs> the stories and how they're That's written. That's true. And the, like, if you want to be super happy and those stuff, you can go to Act 1 songs. But then if you want to feel senti and those stuff, you can go to Act 2 songs. <laughs> Um, another thing I love about musical theater is that you feel more connected to the performers because it's live. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, and like after, there's a possibility you can meet them. Yeah. I was supposed to see Vanessa Hudgens um, when I went to New York and mm-hmm. saw Gigi. But then I didn't because my, my mom was too cold under the rain. I was like, <laughs> oh. But like Vanessa Hudgens' mom. And she's like, no, but I'm cold. But like, and I'm just like, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> like, do you not know how how much this woman has impacted my life? Like, she was a very significant, like, competitor against Zac Efron. Like, just stop. <laughs> I need to see it. But no, but we just ended up like we just ended up um leaving anyway. Oh well. Oh wait, well I don't share it It's always been Ariel and my dream. Now every time because we watch her performance and then we're thinking now suddenly oh this um character like Fontaine can't sing we need volunteers from the audience who knows I dream <laughs> and then Ariel and, and I would be like oh we know we know the song Mwah. we know the song we can do <laughs> and then they'd call on us to perform so let's talk about some of our favorite shows I mean the shows where the title just like evokes, I don't know, feelings or goosebumps or like, or action. What kind of actions do you mean? Um, from you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's the, at the audience's I discretion. Think, FYI, yeah. there, there might be some spoilers. Yeah. So if you do not want spoilers for some shows that yeah, we'll be talking yeah. about, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've already said a spoiler earlier. We've already said that Kim. Died oh, true. And Miss Saigon. Yeah, too so. late. Sorry. Surprise! Yeah, surprise, everyone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You didn't know. Okay, so any shows? I think I guess I can start with the first musical theater show that I really watched was Les Mis. Oh. But then. The weird thing is, the first version I watched was the movie version when it came Me out too. in 2012. The one with Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. and etc. Uh, but then <laughs> I remember being... <laughs> I'm sorry, like, out of all... I, yeah, I, I have to agree with Errol's, Errol's response. Like, out of all of the fucking iconic people that you mentioned, like, Anne was the... Like, I'm not saying, like, Anne should be... I'm not saying, like, you know, like, see Anne Lang. I'm just saying, like, like Hugh... Hugh, you've got Hugh Jackman. You've got Russell Crowe. You've got Amanda. Like, well, well that's okay. Helena bottom part. Helena! <gasps> yeah, true. <laughs> no, no. in my defense, it was because I do think that their singing performances all across the board were subpar. Like, even Samantha Barks, who played Eponine on the stage, her performances on the stage were better. But then, okay, just a little segue. I watched a video about this and apparently the reason why their voices were so bad is because they had multiple takes for the songs. I mean, they had like 10 or like 20 takes for something like I Dream the Dream. And think about that. A Broadway performer would sing I Dream the Dream once a night 
And if they do eight shows a week, their voice is already super, super taxed. Their voice is already super, super, like, worked. Imagine doing it ten times consecutively in one day. And I think it's no surprise that their voices weren't, like, in top shape throughout the movie. Mm. And But I it was just, a, like, an analysis that I saw on YouTube. Uh, but anyways, going back. Okay. Go. I watched the. I watched a video. It's by a YouTube channel called Sideways, and it talks about the the lame around movie and why the music in it is so weird compared to um the real thing. I th- oh, what you said is correct. It is because it's probably also because of their. Uh, Wait, I think I watched. I think that's the video I watched. Yeah, it's also because I think the actors were i'm not not sure if they were instructed or if they were inspired to physically handicap themselves <gasps> like they would be uh, yeah. starving what? themselves and like making themselves yeah. really thirsty so that so that they can act better however you know trying to sing a musical like Rinserab, and then you're going to be putting yourself at a subpar um health bodily status it's not gonna not work, work sis. very well. And although I I do disagree because I feel like the video said that Samantha Barks was the only one who sang really. I well don't agree with that part. Everyone else. I thought Anne was incredible. Was you can disagree with me. I don't know. I thought she was good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I thought her like her emotion, yeah. her her singing wasn't bad, but it just yeah yeah. But no, like, I feel, tec- no, I feel like, te- I feel technique like... wise, it wasn't yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then mm. her emotion really—it's salted yeah. for sure. But because, it was you know, bad. you would be comparing, you would be comparing the movie with like what you see on stage, and like when you, yeah. what you see on stage is someone perfectly mm. healthy and like delivering a performance they would normally yeah. do. But like Anne was, she was going for it. She was, she was yeah, trying. She to had sell to starve herself. And did she exactly. actually have to starve yeah. herself? That's mm-hmm. kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah. She said that she only ate oatmeal <gasps> paste. If I remember correctly, I read an interview. Skinny, but we don't, but we don't stand this thin. kind of skinny. Or oh. Hugh Jackman only yeah. drank like three glasses so a day. Uh, to comment on that, yeah. parang something different. When, I know, theater actors. Because, oh. you know, I've worked with theater actors. Sometimes, when it's happened that yeah. the ones in the movie are more extreme because they're going to be super shown on film, yung ganon, yung mga extreme na hindi ko makain. But then, um, yung, for the theater actors, sometimes they have to also change their lifestyle when they're doing acting in theater. For example, one actor before that I worked with he was supposed to play a young guy, like, younger than himself. So, of course, he had to be skinny. So the, uh, so the director skinny. asked him to not work out <laughs> so that oh he God. won't look as jacked on stage because he won't look the part. Oh. So it's not as extreme as those in the movies, but still, those actors on stage... Yeah. They still have to go through some lifestyle stains, uh, changes depending on the role that they are acting. Yeah. So we've gotten so far out of track. Well, I know. So <laughs> our topic of discussion was our favorite shows. Okay, so going back, Lame is 
was my gateway to all other shows. Um, and I think, in a way, for me, Les Mis, like embodies a very extreme form of musical theater because it's 100% sung through. Mm. Uh, and then other musical theater shows, like obviously they have like dia- di- dialogue in between, they have dance breaks, etc. But then Les Mis is fully, fully sung through. And at first I thought all musical theater was like that. So I thought musical theater was just like modern day opera or something. But then <laughs> I know that they're very different genres. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that's why Les Mis has a very special place in my heart. It was the first musical that I obsessed myself with. Uh, yeah, but then also another first was Phantom oh, of the Opera stop. again because uh, of the movie. But then uh, eventually, naman I saw like Les Mis and Phantom, like in like a real life production with Aerol in um, Soler. The theater at Soler. Um, hi, if you want to. Big lad, Oh my god, hi, Soler. <laughs> well, in line with that, actually, my 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 very first um musical theater, like real musical theater experience, was uh Phantom of the Opera, and that was mm-hmm. in like 2011, 2010. Yeah. And I watched it with a couple of my friends who, at the time, none of us like really cared for musical theater. But then when I watched it, I was so obsessed. I was obsessed. I watched the movie multiple times. I even, even for like our elementary research project, I went through like archives of information all about huh? the Phantom of the Opera. And it was the, it was the most, it was weird. It was weird. It was like, okay, yeah. guys, so randomly, we're going to do a research paper on the Phantom of the Opera. And then I basically handled the entire thing. It was like a centimeter thick huh? of yeah. of the Opera. I remember oh that was the anecdote I was supposed to bring up. Because in grade five, um, we had to do a research paper. And then Aerol's group was doing Phantom of the Opera. And then what happened was in our Facebook group or something, I remember some of the groups were bragging that, oh, we went past the 20-page limit, we got to 35 pages. And then the other group was like, oh, we made it to 40 pages. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but then Errol was like, oh, we made 108 <laughs> pages. And we're like, 108 when pages? When was this? And then when we got into school, I was like, Errol, show me the research, 108 pages. And then it was analysis on the lyrics, analysis on the scene, analysis on the... Like, analysis on, like, everything. And then I remember, like, the lyrics of music of the night. Like, everything was printed out. And then they had analysis on all of those lyrics. And I was like, Jesus wow. Christ, Errol. You were obsessed. All that material. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, it wasn't just the musical itself. I went through even older, like, versions of the musical. And then I even, like, compared it to the book. And then the movie. It was like... Oh my god, I went I went off the deep end at that point. But yeah. then after that, you know, with all the other musicals like Wicked and Les Mis and Miss Saigon, it all just snowballed eventually until Until I, I am, am what I am. I am a musical <laughs> hoe. <laughs> um well as we were going off topic again, uh my favorite, I'm sorry, but like I think my first uh, actually this is my first as well. Oh. Um my first musical that I watched 
was Mamma Mia. Oh. I, I, no, can I just, like, I just have to say, liking and obsessing over Mamma Mia is an absolute personality trait. <laughs> like, ABBA, just put, I know they're releasing a new album as well. ABBA, really? Oh my right? God. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I think so. Let me just look it up. But, like, I know they're releasing some new, new stuff, which I'm so keen for. But anyway, like, it's just, there's this, ah. Mm, uh, Mamma Mia. Like, when I heard they were going with a sequel as well, like, I just, I flipped my pants. Um, there is a certain um, zest for life and optimism that comes with enjoying this type of musical. Like, it's just, this is the sort of thing, like, it's just yeah. such an escape of, 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 like, reality as we know it. Like, it's just, you're, you're in a Greek island surrounded yeah. by, like, shirtless men just like seeing your heart out like how is this not like paradise <laughs> it's a it's an absolute dream oh and just i don't know like i love okay. mamma mia's you're also and Mar- exactly like let's not forget miss meryl streep of course she's fucking there and she's she's the fact that she's even there and singing as well it's like yeah and christine Baranski as well yeah like, we love did you did you guys see the Mamma Mia, and uh, no, Mamma Mia, like special videos and everything. They were like, the director was like, you know, Meryl, it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be windy, but are you sure you wanna sing it live? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna sing it live. That <laughs> woman like, can do it wrong, absolutely. <laughs> oh. The dedication. But the yeah, power. I just like, I, I love it yeah. so much. It's just such a, um, I just think it's like one of my most like top favorite just sort of like escapism films like it's just nothing like you know the like shit goes down but like it's nothing mm-hmm. it's literally just about who's the father you know like how superficial is that like yeah is that problem, you know? <laughs> like you have shit like blame is a rob people are dying you know in that freaking in that freaking plot yeah. but then you have like this <laughs> this musical just talks about oh like you got horny one night, or well, three nights rather, and you messed up, and you got pregnant. Like, like how, like how superficial is that issue? You know, which is why it's just I just find it so, so lighthearted, I guess, and that's why I love it. Plus, ABBA music, come on, like, yeah. I think I memorized the film, the first one, like, even the dialogue as well. It, it's just ah, oh, like Devil Wears Prada, but you know. Anyway, anything with Meryl, like, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys like? Do you guys have any favorites in the like new generation of musicals? Um, like Hamilton. Hamilton. I would Hamilton. say. Uh, <gasps> oh my god, guys! I'm not sure if I actually told this in the group chat, but I did buy tickets to see Hamilton in Sydney. Yes. Oh. I'm so I'm so excited! Oh my god, this is the moment I've actually been waiting for because. Here's the thing, here's the thing, I, here's the thing, I have completely cut myself out from listening to the songs because I believe, because I, 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 I believe in the hype, you know, and I believe in the fact that like, uh, the fact that it won tons of Tonys, like there's got to be some reason why it's so good, which is why I've shut myself out from listening to all of the songs at once. I've listened to a couple and I've thoroughly yeah. enjoyed them as well. But like I just didn't want to spoil myself. Even though people are like, eh, like, you know, you can listen, like you can you you know the story just by like listening to the songs. And I'm like, yeah, but like it's just not the same. So yeah. I have like shut myself out from listening yeah. to the songs at all. Like a- as like an album. Which is why once like once yeah. the announcement came up with Sydney, oh my god, and Hamilton, I was like, please, for the love of God, I 
I bought it right away. It was, it was, it was quite expensive, but like, I don't care. I, this is, this is, the, this is actually the moment I've been waiting for my entire life knowing this musical. I just wanted to put it out there. Like, oh, yeah. Just for context for our listeners, well, Iggy is in Australia. Yeah. Well, the rest of us are in the Philippines. So I think that's also the reason why a lot of us are talking about, oh, we've seen the latest film, the Phantom film, because like, there aren't like that many uh, productions that travel to the Philippines mm. at that time. Or recently, there have been like a lot, um, comparatively. But then before, um, very very rarely. Mm. I, you know, I have the same rule. Like if I haven't seen like a film or the musical itself, I can only limit myself to three songs from mm. the show. So for Hamilton, I've only listened to the first song, the Alexander Hamilton, the the first one, Burn. I love Burn. And Skylar Sisters. Those are the only three. Th- those are the only three things I've ever yeah. listened no, to. Burn, Burn is good. Cool. That that's a good that that's a good oh, yeah. selection of like things to listen to. But no. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm quite the opposite actually. I I prefer to listen to the entire studio recording. If if I can watch the show easily, I would prefer to listen to the whole thing. Cause like next to like watching it streamed online or anything, it's the best I can get to appreciating the music as a whole. Yeah. So I listen yeah. to the entire album, and it's not the same. Obviously, it's not no. the same. There's a lot of nuances, yeah. and like the ex- a lot of the experience is lost uh, when you're not watching it. But when you're listening to the album. Every little like detail of a change in emotion or a, a, a recurrence of a mus- of a string of musical notes. It's just it makes the whole thing feel so a lot more immersive. Just, yeah. Like, yeah, beautiful to experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, my favorite musical in the new age. New, new age. New age. <laughs> new age. Uh, my, my favorite mu- recent musical is uh, Hades Town by Anais mm, Smith. Even Oblizada. Yeah, with Eva Nobuzada. Yeah. Um, well, Hades Town. Um, I don't. I don't know if I should spoil it, but basically, the, the reason why I loved it is, um, the way the way the musical is structured. It's just it's so. It always wants you to. It 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 shows the parallelisms very very clearly, and there's also the whole uh the whole thing about why it's so important for the community because uh there is a song in Hades Town called Why We Broke oh. the Wall. It's the song first song in Act Two. And like when that came out, it was a big thing because that was around the time when there was the yeah. whole thing about the wall uh, between US and Mexico. And it was just and it, it's great because this musical was written way before oh. the elections that put uh, person in charge so yeah yeah it was just it was i loved it i love the emotional turmoil that just uh permeated throughout the entire musical and, yeah. and the setting is just really simple it's it's just like, there's no grand like plot or anything it's just uh the showing of relationships between four people it's, it's great i love it to answer your question about like modern musicals, I think I'd say mine would be The Book of Ooh. Mormon. Uh, because, I, I have a friend who's Mormon. Well, it's... Oh, okay, I know that Errol <laughs> has 
comments about the Book of Mormon. But uh, the reason why I like it is because I really think the songwriting itself was quite solid. But then, like, questions on the topic itself aside, like, the, the songwriting was very witty, it was very, very catchy. Uh, yeah, it was very, it was very, very fun to sing to. And, and because Q Drama Club, where I was a member before, they did the production about it, and then they asked alumni to come and oversee it. And then, oh, if any Q members are watching, I'm well, hi, oh. I guess. <laughs> but then they asked alumni to, like, to... <laughs> To come back and like oversee the production, give comments and stuff. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was the thing that struck me the most was that the material, um, even though some of the performances, let's just say, much was left to be oh. desired, the material still <laughs> shown. I mean, the material was still good. The material was still funny. The material was still poignant. Uh, but then I think the reason why it might not be suitable for most people is because it's a caricature of two groups. So you have a caricature of the Mormons uh, who are very, very uh, oh. Oh. religious, very, 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 very conservative. Like, I, I won't go any okay. further. And also about uh, Ethiopians. Uh, no, no, not Ethiopians, sorry. Ugandans uh, in Uganda. So it's a stereotype also of people from Uganda. Oh. Uh, Africans and how they're very, uh, on how they're anti-religion. Really? And how they're very F.U. God. Yeah, there's an entire song about F.U. Oh, God. God. Like, Hasadiga Ibowai. They said it means F.U. God. And they <laughs> oh do God. say the the F word, which I wouldn't do. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, do, God. The high Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, in the high school production of Q Drama Club, they changed it to F.U life no they didn't say f you like they said damn you okay. life which i felt like wasn't the yeah, point yeah. of the song but then because the song that song in particular was talking about oh you cursed you created us but then you cursed us with famine you cursed us with hiv and aids you cursed us with all these horrible things yeah. why shouldn't why should we yeah. still love you so i think like uh, like uh, with the way they talked about the material, I understand totally that it's going to rub some people the yeah. wrong way. Even me at times, I was thinking, oh, maybe they're, are they crossing yeah. the line? But I think in general, the songwriters, um, especially Robert Anderson Lopez, who wrote Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are very... Oh, yeah. oh they wrote yeah. it within a week. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Day, or like yeah. a day. Let it go. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, whatever. I it's I, fine. That, it's fine. I, I, Frozen isn't a real musical. I'm kidding. There were memes <laughs> that I saw in the... <laughs> there were memes I saw in the musical theater world where the same person who wrote Let It Go for, like, six-year-old children also wrote Hasadiga Ibuwai, which is, like, F mm. you, God. But it's just... It's just... um, It's range. Let's just say it's range. What about you, Harley? Any modern musical? I haven't watched any modern musical. So, well, okay, I have, <laughs> no, I have no comments. No, but like any other favorites, um, you know? I like Rent. <laughs> oh, Rent, yeah. I love Rent. Rent. You know, oh, yeah. as a child, we always used to listen to Seasons of Love, you know, audition pieces and those stuff. Oh, but I yeah. didn't know it was from Rent. <laughs> yeah, me so too. Me I think too. my parents didn't tell mm-hmm. me that it was yeah, from yeah. Rent because of the setting of Rent. 
and how oh, much, just like AIDS and stuff and gay yeah, and lesbians and gay, um, <laughs> yeah, oppression and those stuff. But I really yeah. like Rent. The songs are bops, and also the acting is good. The Ooh. I like the prem. Do I like the premise? Yes, a revolution. In a sense, <laughs> in a sense, a revolution, and the gays are alive. You know, the gays um, are alive with the sound of music. Lesbian rap, there's gay <laughs> rap, there's single representation. Hi, Mark. Um, I really like Rent. Uh, one reason is because I worked on the production of Rent, as not as an actor, of course. I can't act for shit. Um, but more of like outside behind the works. But I saw the process and how it was made. And yeah, the mm. songs are really bops. A lot made me cry, but there are some songs like "La Vie Bohème," which is really catchy. Yeah. Um, some songs take me, me or leave cry. me. Yeah, take me or leave me. Super catchy. Like oh, just want a belt. Stop. <laughs> I know. Tell, I know. Go off. <laughs> um, some songs that made me cry are like. Um, what do you call that? Uh, I'll cover you. The reprise. That really made me sad. Uh, I won't tell the context of that song, but it made me cry. Um, yeah, my namatay because of AIDS. I don't know. That's just that's just. I, look, no, I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. But this is just my guess. Like I don't know. Yeah, even the movie. Um, you know, the movie doesn't have the same effect, but it's the movie's still really good because the actors are good. Most of the people on the movie are from the original cast. Well, just really quickly, that I have an unpopular opinion that I prefer Edina Menzel. I thought she was way better in Rent than she was in Wicked. Really? Like, I like her character in Rent was so much more fitting, I think, for her than Elphaba. Really? But, you know, of course she was good. I mean, her energy, I, I thought like, she deserved yeah. Tony and whatever. She I was agree. good, but then I just saw her more in, in Rent. Yeah, that's interesting. She had big lesbian energy. <laughs> yeah, she really Yeah, did. I, I thought it was good. a better fit for her. And the songs were that she did Alpha were Alpha. more like, I don't know, grungy, grungy. No, not grungy. But, yeah, rough, rough. or forceful, rough? powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's still powerful in Wicked, but in terms of context... Yeah, I guess defying yeah. gravity. But in terms of <laughs> yeah, yeah, emotion, there's like rage. <laughs> I mean, of course, like people are free to like disagree and stuff. But like, yeah, that's how I see. So yeah, rent. Oh, and talking about modern musicals, I forgot to mention a modern musical that I was in. <gasps> uh, American. Oh, Idiot. true. In high school oh, for one year, I was in Q Drama Club, and I starred. Starred, uh, yes, starred that was the straightest a production you... of Amer- American Idiot. That... It was a rock music. That was yeah. the straightest you've ever been. I, I played the role of Saint Jimmy. Oh yeah. my god. I played the role of Saint Jimmy, who was like this drug oh. addict, uh, like the co- the embodiment oh. of the consciousness of the of the protagonist, who was like very and to be. To and then just to share some of my experiences there. Um, when they first announced the musical, they did it bit by bit. They talked about, they talked about uh how it was, a song. It was a musical about 
Lost. It was a musical about finding yourself. It was a uh, and then so at first I was thinking, oh my god, we're doing Les Mis. I really oh, thought, that, oh my god, and then because they they talked about uh, uh yeah or something or whatever, so I thought it was Les Mis, and then they were like, we're doing American Idiot. And I was like, what's this? I've never heard of this musical before. And then I listened to it on Spotify, and oh my god, it was rock. <laughs> and at the time, I was very let's say, prejudiced against rock, since I thought it was this very hyper-masculine, very uh, hyper-masculine genre. But then when I saw uh, Billy... Yeah, Armstrong, yeah. Billy Joe yes. Armstrong. Yes. Joe Armstrong. Billy Armstrong. <laughs> yes, yes, Billy Joe Armstrong. When I saw his performance of St. Jimmy, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was very flamboyant. It was very... Like, rock, can, rock isn't just hyper-masculine. It can be flamboyant. Yeah. It can be... All those other things. And Freddie Mercury. I really, really loved it. I still listen to the songs today. Yeah, I still listen to the songs today. And I really, really loved it. But then, okay, last anecdote. Um, the first song of the show is American Idiot. Um, and it goes, Don't wanna be an American idiot. With all the electric guitars and stuff. The first time I sang it, since I was a very, very classically trained person, I sang it. Don't wanna be an American idiot <laughs> with the yes. brothel, with crisp pronunciation. I was like, I'm Leah <laughs> and whatever. And then, and then our director was like, um, I think you shouldn't have the vibrato, um, <laughs> and you don't have to be. Your posture doesn't have to be so erect, and you don't have to be like super super conscious about your diaphragm or whatever. You could just let yourself loose and rock out. I was like, rock out. How do you do out. that? I'm Please. I, I'm a woman of class. Then, I did ballet. I, then, <laughs> Rocking out is not my thing. But then for, and then for me, I don't know. It just made me. Ex- it just like forced me to explore all these other very very fun mm. things. And yeah, it was a very very big experience for me. And then the last anecdote I'll share <laughs> is that obviously it was a high school production. We didn't have real drugs. I mean, we couldn't. Uh, our props were thick that oh. like we a sure. and then you know my, I just like snorted in my baby yeah. cousin <laughs> my baby cousin watched the show and then she was allowed in I, I don't know why she was like five and then afterwards she told me kuya kuya <laughs> why were you giving all those people candy <laughs> so she thought that I was a, ke- a person who was giving out candy to people and then Oh la la, I was just all candy. But yeah, anyway, so it was cute. a very, very big experience. It was one of the best experiences of my high school life. Watch, looking back at the production, it wasn't good. I can say that as someone who's part of I the think production. Tarzan was, and I, mean no I think offense. Tarzan was the best I've seen. We had a Tarzan musical? Yes! Oh! <laughs> oh. I don't know, I just, I just think... Uh, but then I think that it's so... It's, it was with the plants and stuff. I think it's understandable... Why why high school productions aren't like like good? Like if your standard is like Broadway, if your standard is like professional theater companies, high school productions are really not gonna. Oh, I wasn't comparing have, it since these are students. Yeah, these are people who. Yeah, I don't know. For me, for me, like the reason why I was like uh, I thought like oh it wasn't like that good because you ha- these are students who also yeah. study. These are students who only uh who study from 7 to 4, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., and then stay until 11 p.m. just to rehearse. So I think, like, but then the point that I'm just trying to make is it's not the quality 
it's more of also the the experiences that you have joining a theater company, the experiences you have of uh, forgetting your script and the director making you do push-ups <laughs> and then me saying, oh, I... I, 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 I then when I fail to do push-ups, I'll like, I'll just, okay, I'll just I'll just lead the vocal warm-up, <laughs> etc. It was, it was just a very, very fun experience. And then it was, just, it was a very, very fun personal experience. So I do believe that if math and science are required subjects in school, things like arts and musical theater should also be required subjects. Absolutely. They allow you to explore so many things about like yourself, about how you express yourself, how to perform. And these are important things in life. My God, I'm just turning into like a philosopher. No, no, no. But then, yeah, it's just, it's just very, very... Science, is, science very, very and math is for the brain. And at the same time, you learn so much. Absolutely. Science and math is yeah. for the brain. Then, Arts is for the soul. You know, like... Then, like recently, I, I saw like the tape production. And then like, there were so many flats. There were so many like mis... Q's, it's just ironic since our name was Q Drama Club. <laughs> there were so many mistakes, but at the same time, okay, I'm sorry. But at the same time, like, you can't help but feel the nostalgia. Yeah. You can't help but feel, oh, these are the people who you spent so much of your time mm-hmm. with. And it was really an experience I wouldn't trade for anything else. <sighs> so, yeah, yeah, I really, really love that. Yeah. Wow. Branching on what you said, Neil, um, what are your comments on, yeah. like, the pop music, like, you know, the album Green Day, American Idiot, turning into musicals? Mm-hmm. Like jukebox musicals? There's some productions mm-hmm. like Red. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought that the attack of Green Day versus the attack of the musical theater cast were very, very different. Um, even though it was the same songs, it was very, very different. Uh, especially since the songs had to fit in a plot. Um, I had many problems with the plot. Like, I thought the plot was weird. I thought the plot was a bit weak. Since obviously you can't, obviously you're just picking and choosing from pre-existing Green Day songs. So you have limited options. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I thought that a lo- the arrangement was a bit mellower. I guess compared to the like the rock album itself, which I listened to in, uh, and in the end, I thought I liked it. I mean, it didn't lose any of the grunge, it didn't lose any of the the strength and the uh, restlessness of the song. And I really, really like. I really, really like the Broadway uh, adaptation. I I keep rewatching the their performance in the Tony Awards. It was very, very headbang. It was very, very wild, very, very raucous, which I think is what broke the mold of musical theater shows for me. Because in the past, we had shows like uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. We had shows like uh, um, uh, shows uh, like Les Mis or shows like Miss Saigon, which uh, are very, very proper. Like if you'd hear uh, it's this, uh, you'd get like, very, very strict staging. You had almost operatic singing. But then this time, it was very, very, like, out of the box. It was very, very modern. You had Billy Joe Armstrong revealing his nipple and then fondling <laughs> with his nipple as he entered from a harness upstairs. And so it's like Broadway isn't 
this yeah. stock of yeah it's it's not this sort of uh, like polished or very this stuff of play yeah, yeah i agree yeah mm. i i think i think it so sort yeah, of brought I, that I really uh, it's that. interesting because i think it's sort of piggybacking on off what you said neil i think indeed there is this sort of subversive quality that comes with um like i i think i think when it comes to musicals like um american idiot is the punk of music musicals and not just the genre but sort of the attitude as well and i think it comes with yeah i think it comes with sort of this need to distance yourself from the standard and the norm and the mainstream and i yeah i definitely agree like it just has a sort of like rebellious quality not just you know what not just in the way that they're saying like i make an idiot you know it's not just that that sort of thing but in i think in the topics as well such as you know drug abuse and you know stuff like that it it, yeah and abortion jesus yeah of course so yeah i think when it comes to sort of um talking about punk as well talking about american idiot as a punk musical you know it's not just sort of a punk musical but rather it's a musical that's punk-esque at it has a sort of punk attitude of just of just being um you know not being not sort of subscribing to like mainstream ideals of musicals yeah i think that's sort of interesting i think that's like i think that's also like bleeding into how musicals of i think you know the last few years how they've been uh, surfacing because I mean obviously if you listen to stuff like Phantom, Wicked, Layman's, and then you go and then you listen to stuff like Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, Waitress. There's a very different Hamilton, vibe, and I think yeah. it's because as you know, as people change and as time mm. goes on, there's like this this shift in mentality of what musical theater can be. So it it started out as this uh, strangely fantastical, yeah. like. Uh, avenue for self-expression but then it started to become into a more personal more like intimate conversation between the stage and the audience and that doesn't tra- that doesn't just show in the plot but also in like the music style so like Hamilton it's very famous for its controversial music choice which is the incorporation of a lot of rap and uh, a lot of you know pr- yeah. present day pop uh uh hip-hop uh, styles and that then you know everything sort of mellowed out a little yeah. more and that that i think that you know contributed to like the, the huge surge in musical theater popularity in the recent years and it's kind of amazing yeah, how, yeah. how they do that really. yeah and you know what i love i love how you can love the newer versions but at the same time you can also love the classics you can also love the uh, the very yeah, proper, yeah. So I think let's talk more about that since we've we've covered like most of like the modern musicals. Let's go back to like older musicals, like back when it was very um, Ethel Merman, Bernadette Peters, Patti Lupone kind of musical. Well, like Midnight Summer's Dream. <laughs> no, Shakespeare. No, I'm talking things like uh, Carousel, things like Ragtime shows, like. Uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. Uh, mm. I felt like they were very, uh, up, very, very upper class, um, upper class tastes. 
because yeah. uh, if you if you notice it was um even if it's escapism it's still escapism through a very upper class lens so if you viewed uh yeah. if if there's a musical about poverty for example or race issues it was still very it was still very proper the songs were still very quote unquote classical i guess so which is why uh i think i personally couldn't uh let this podcast go without talking about my favorite composer Stephen Sondheim. Well, like here's a quote that I want to share. Uh he said once, Broadway theater has been for many years supported by upper middle class people with upper middle class problems. These people really want to escape the world when they go to the theater. And then here we are with Company, one of his musicals, talking about how we're going to throw it right back into their faces. So that was uh i think one of the turning points really musical theater where it's not just it's not just going out having a fun night like with all the happy songs and all the dancing dancing where it tackled like real issues like hard hitting issues that face uh real life yeah. people yeah. so that stephen sondheim i personally think is the best one of the best uh Musical theater composers of all time. <laughs> That's a bold time. statement. Uh, he has won the most number. He did Into the Woods. Yes. As... He did Into the Woods, Sweeney Todd, which is my favorite musical of all time. He also did Company. He also did uh, A Little Night Music. He also did Pacific Overtures. He also did Sunday in the Park with George, who I also, which I also really, really love. So I really, really love Stephen Sondheim because... And he won the most number of Tonys, like ever, for a composer lyricist. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's just, he's very, and I, my love <laughs> for his shows, I think it's it's closely tied to my literary background since I really really love his lyrics. His lyrics are super yeah, I... super smart, which is weird because there are times when you think, oh, will that person really? remember two hours worth of lyrics like can't he just like make some parts smart and some parts not smart but oh like throughout his shows are very very smartly written and also there's this one song uh it's called opening doors and then there's this it's about like people making their way in new york and wanting to start a show and then when they do open their show there's this part of the song where they all talk over each other at the same time since so they're super, super excited. And that's like 15 bars, uh, 6 to f- or 15 bars, like something like that, I don't remember. But then even if they're talking over each other, if you look at the score and if you read the lyrics, all of the lyrics still correspond to their character. Mm-hmm. All of the lyrics have internal rhymes. All of the lyrics have puns, which he didn't need to do since... Like, yeah. If you listen to the recording like on Spotify, you don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> like you wouldn't understand what they're saying unless you're reading the score. But he still did it. He's such a beast. And okay, I'm sorry for like hogging like No, the that's mic all good. More content. Not the spotlight, the mic or whatever. But like Sweeney Todd for me is uh it's well, it's my favorite musical because uh it was a turning point uh once because Musical theater was seen as the ah jolly happy song we march uh, uh not march we do like we kick our legs high in the air and we sing happy songs but then Sweeney Todd was dark it 
talked about incest. It talked about rape. It talked about um, long-lost lovers. It talked about um, an unfair justice system. And it was very dark, and it had blood. Uh, it was very, very bloody. But then it succeeded, and I think the reason why they still re- people still revive it up until now. Uh, recently, there was a revival in the Philippines with Hanalea Salonga, which Errol and I saw. Uh, I think the reason why it still resonates now is because the material is really, really, really strong. I think mm. that's a musical where when I start listening from the prologue, I can honestly listen to it until the very, very end without skipping any of the tracks. Because each song is very, very well-written and it's very, very smart. Particularly, uh, my favorite song of the entire show is A Little Priest, mm. I guess, because it's when... I haven't heard of it. I, th- I think you really should uh, listen to it. I highly recommend it to everyone who's listening to this. Um... Because it's a six-minute show. It's a six-minute number. It's the end of Act One, and then Sweeney Todd, who is a barber, has this uh, has embarked his journey on wanting to kill the judge, who has his daughter. Anyway, so in his like barber shop, he practices on unsuspecting uh, customers and kills them using his razor. And then the problem arose: What do we do with the bodies? So then his downstairs neighbor, Mrs. Lovett, my, one of my favorite characters, honestly, then suggests, oh, I own a pie shop and meat is very expensive. I'll just cook the bodies and feed them to the customers. And then it's just a six-minute song about puns. So it's about first a little priest. Is it really good? Sir, it's too good at least because I, uh, it tastes good, but then it's free, so it's good. And then joking about uh, joking about shepherd's pie peppered with actual shepherd on top. Oh, like that's so. I thought it was a very oh very smart God. line. And then there's also one about right. there's also one about uh, how about general like the general in the army. And then Miss Lovett says, "With or without his privates." So his privates is in his like his penis, <gasps> but then privates is in oh the privates in the army. And it's just so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just so so smart. And then, but then that's it's so good. Yeah, it's not the funny that they're going out of their way just to make you laugh. It's the funny that it's really part of the plot. They're really thinking about what to do with all those yeah, spare yeah. bodies. It's just so so like yeah. uh, I I uh, <laughs> I can't get enough of, of like those kinds of songs. It's just it's just very it's very very smart. And just another like tidbit, like w- one of my favorite lines also from Into the Woods was sung by Jack's mother in the uh, what about which one? I think program. I memorized this as well. Uh, like... She sings, uh, she sings uh, the We've no time to sit with and this, dither with a... while yeah, her yeah. withers wither with her. I'm like, while her withers wither with her. I'm like, bitch. Like, what kind of a mind would you need to have to think about? withers which are yeah. like the shoulder part of the cow withering with her I'm like, nah, nah, oh my yeah. god oh my god because it's it's a it's it's like you're relaying the what she wants to say like the cow is fucking dying we have to tell her <laughs> but then in the most consi- in the in the most concise manner and in the way like the audience can understand i like i just i just really really think he's he's brilliant and that 
more people should listen to his work. And I do understand the aversion some people have with his work because it's very avant-garde. Like, really? Um, like Into the Woods, like the songs are quite. Th- but then his other shows, like Sunday in the Park with George, like it's uh, there's so many dissonant chords, so many uh, atonal music. So it's it it's not the conventional <laughs> musical theater like formula, uh, which is why one of the criticisms. People had of Stephen Sondheim was that his songs weren't hummable, like for example, unlike. But why is that an issue though? Like just because it's then into the was like, and like into the into the was like, and then people thought that it wasn't hummable, it wasn't memorable, that it was since back then the musical theater was seen as like like a musical escape. Uh, where they didn't have to think, didn't yeah. have to think that much. So the songs had to be simple, memorable, uh, and, and all that. But then these were, uh, it it broke the mold. It's very very, uh, it's very very modern. It's very very avant-garde. And okay, the last thing I want to say since we're, uh, since I started talking about modernity and avant-garde, is the musical company. There was a recent revival. I think it's on YouTube. Um, starring Patti LuPone and Neil Patrick Harris. And one of the songs... Oh! Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's very, very good. I really highly, highly suggest everyone see it. One of the songs is one of the most physically demanding songs in all of Broadway. Um, it's almost a rap, but then it's not. And people were joking in like some musical theater Facebook groups and then they were joking that... Uh, these <laughs> like this musical theater actress can outdo the rap from Hamilton or whatever, but then the song is called uh, "I'm Getting Married Today." And uh, yeah, yeah, not getting married today. Um, it's a patter song, so it's like it's this woman who's very nervous about getting married, and then she talks about why she's nervous about getting married, and then the lyrics are very very fast, and then. You can also watch some behind the scenes where the actress who originated it didn't have enough breath to make it to the end of the phrase. <laughs> and then she was saying, really? oh, can, I ta- can I take a short breath here? And then like it might not even be heard so so that I'll have enough breath. And then Sondheim was like, nope. Oh my god. Do it as I intended. Jesus. Like, the entire phrase has to be sung continuously without any breaks. And for good reasons. And yeah, then, yeah, for sure. All those breaks are very... Important, and then but then even if the lyrics are sung very fast, like the lyrics still are very 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 smart, very very well written, and uh, yeah, if if you guys I can actually just see Neil right now, he's house. just like he looks so constipated <laughs> through the screen. He's like, oh, no, but I oh, I just really really love Stephen Sondheim so much. I recommend everyone. Listen to Sweeney Todd and Company and Into the Woods and every other Stephen Sondheim musical out there. Sunday in the Park with George. Uh, yeah. And all that, yeah. Wow. Okay, you guys talk, Naman. Oh, well, so, like, I think... I think you, you guys talk. Well, like, I think we have <laughs> enough content, to be honest, and you're the host <laughs> as well. So, like, this is great, Neil. Like, you just managed to... Yeah, but then I'm the host. Like, I shouldn't just hog the entire airtime no. like, you guys should like talk as well like any are, are there any other musicals that no i don't really want to talk like, anymore we haven't touched I mean, on that you guys want to talk, talk anymore no. <laughs> no um no, no. i mean i just want to touch yeah. on what you said with sondheim because i just think like 
I haven't like I watched Sweeney Todd before, but I just I do not remember anything about it at all except for the fact that he's. Oh, the movie has cut out a lot of the humor. Really, the movie is very dark, which is what I think Tim Burton wanted. But then the mm. music, the stage production is dark and humorous. Right, which I think should have been the point. Yeah, of the piece. But yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting. Continue no, no, continue. no. Anyway, um, well. But I think the most significant um one that I've seen from his work is Into the Woods, and I and I really have to agree agree with you, um, on his sort of genius, as you said. I just think like this, I I don't think I've ever heard or seen another musical that has fourteen minutes of prologue <laughs> of content yeah. of so much yeah. like story within fourteen minutes. Yeah, and like and it's not just that; it's sort of like. And still make it interesting. Like I, I memorized the entire thing, and I thought I, I like initially when I saw the the runtime of the prologue, I was like fourteen minutes. Like no one's even gonna pay attention after like the first seven, you know. But then like singing it, I was like, oh my god, it's been fourteen <laughs> minutes. Like fourteen minutes passed. I'm like, how like how does he even manage to do this yeah. sort of thing to me? And I'm like, I don't know. Like. I think I, I'm I'm not exactly sure if the movie does it justice. I personally enjoyed it. Um, it had a lot of incredible mm-hmm. people. Um, but yeah, I just like I could. It's one. I think it's one of those musicals where I. It's it's one of those musicals where I could l- not listen to it for like ages, but still come back to it and still memorize like everything that's like you know yeah. everything that they're sort of saying because i don't know i mean like based on what you what you've said i i'm not really just sort of i'm not that well versed in, in sondheim's work but uh, i think we do have to owe it a lot to his craft and that's sort of the, one of the big reasons yeah. why it's it's stuck to me the way that it has so yeah i don't know i i find it quite interesting oh, and just to yeah. share uh uh a, a professional recording of the stage production with the original cast is on youtube Oh, so it is there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh, that's what I wa- I've watched that before I saw the movie, and I thought that, as with Sweeney Todd, the the stage production was funnier. Yeah, like it it was funnier, and it ha- it had more wit. It had more like spontaneity, I guess. So I really would suggest if you like, for example, you Iggy, if you really loved the movie, I'd suggest the. To watch also the stage production on YouTube, yeah, right. it's very very good. Well, you keep you've you've emphasized a lot about how um, you know about how these musicals you're talking about they're they're available on YouTube and everything. But that, isn't that like that's kind of I think people should know like we should emphasize that uh, musicals most musicals are inaccessible where we are. And like it could also be accessible to a lot of people who are not in either the UK or the US. Or so Australia. like, isn't that sort that's sort of a problem with with like you know with like musicals in general? Is that it? it's it's kind of why it's hard for people to you yeah. know, to get into musical theater, and for why it's hard for it to really enter the mainstream as easily as other yeah. things do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think just like I think just to wrap everything up, like. Even if it's a bit inaccessible, we have YouTube. We have film adaptations, which are more or less kind of Disney good. Plus. Yes. So the magic, I guess, of musical theater really, I think, resonates uh, with us a lot. 
um, even to the point where we've had like fanatic obsessions with specific shows and with specific uh, musical theater performers, like Patti Lupone's resonance and the like the strength of her lungs is magical in Evita. And mm. when she sang Anything Goes, mm. uh, there was there's that moment there. I think like at, at two minutes or something. Anything it's, Goes by like Tony Bennett? Yeah, yeah. Really? She has a performance. Oh. Yeah, she has a performance on YouTube with like two million views or something. And then there's this one moment where her vibrato just went off the scales, went like super, super wide. And down. it's in the comments. In the comments, like it's like, this a rumor has it this vibrato is still playing in Carnegie Hall un- up until today. Like <laughs> yeah, it's it's there because it was so, so so powerful. And then we have Bernadette Peters, who is very like for me queen of emotion. I loved her as the witch. She was the witch in Into the Woods. Uh, she was oh, also okay. Dot in uh, Sunday in the Park with George. Yeah, hmm. she queen of emotion. I think her voice is very very emotive it just lends itself to the melody so much and then yeah just to say this uh and then this is in no way objectifying her but her boobs are fantastic <laughs> like she sings she sings with like a, a mic with a stand in front of her and then she like obviously if the mic is like standing in front of you she can't freely move so she moves as much as she can while standing still in the spot. So she wiggles her body so she moves her shoulders side to side so much and then her, her boobs are just like moving. <laughs> it's, it's just so funny because she, she also sang like anything goes. Yeah, oh my it's, but then it's very, very... And this is in no way to disrespect Bernadette Peters. She's a, a musical theater goddess. It's just something I really lo- loved about her. It's like very, very beautiful. And also, I think if we're talking about musical theater performers, we cannot omit to mention our very own Filipino musical theater uh, legend, Miss Leia Salonga. Yeah. Queen of crystal clear Leia. voice, I think. And diction. Like, <laughs> and diction. <laughs> oh yeah, Ariel and I were joking that in her recording of the human heart of Once on This Island, she sang the word endure which normally has two syllables, but she made it sound as though it had four syllables. So it's not endure, it's endure. <laughs> so endure. Because she's, yeah, because she's so... We, we have this joke. We have this joke about Leia Salonger. Like, everything she sings, she says... Super, super... Well, it's true. Everything she says, it's super clear. And... You would you would know the lyrics and right away when you listen to what she's saying because it's 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 just like it's insane it's kind of insane how she yeah. does how she enunciates everything yeah it, 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 it's 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 great it's great it's great super super perfect and I think like just to balance the scales I think uh, male musical theater performers I love Ramin Karim Lu he was the Phantom in the twenty fifth anniversary he was. Angel Russ in the 25th anniversary of Les Mis. And he also played John Valjean oh, in Les Mis and he was nominated for a Tony. I love, I love his voice. And he's also kind of cute. Oh my kind of hot. He had a pictorial <laughs> once. And I think I shared this with you guys where he was photographed with the phantom mask and only the phantom mask. <gasps> and that was the only thing he wore. Like, oh, literally, all the, is that, was that literally the only thing that he had on? 
Yeah, literally the only thing he oh wanted my God. <laughs> to cover it, to cover his. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. What? Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> I love his voice. I love his resonance. I love his. <laughs> he has a really huge voice. That one. Beautiful. <laughs> Incredible voice. <laughs> Could pierce myself. Anyway. Um. So I guess. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> so I guess this just really shows that we're super, super obsessed with musical theater. Especially I mean, Neil. Jesus. All the barriers Neil. To act. <laughs> you carry the whole thing. No, congratulations. Like for an hour? Like that was trouble done. Well, I mean, with all of us, I guess. Like we've all had personal experiences with musical theater. I mean, Har- me with the Q Drama Club, Harley with currently still with Blue Repertoire. Blue Repertoire. You say the name, I, Blue Repertory, Blue Rep, and Ateneo. Yeah. Yes, and we we've all been touched with musical theater. Uh, we all love the songs. We all had specific shows and musical numbers and performers that changed our lives for the better. <laughs> Wicked Repertory. <Rep. laughs> <laughs> Nearly oh, that's class act. That was job well wow. done. Job well done. Wow. <laughs> So, I guess that concludes oh our third God. episode. I think our Ooh. third and our longest episode. I'm not yeah. sure. No, but it, it yeah. should be our longest. So, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, since Neil said I was still part of Blue Rep, you know, please watch this December, A Party Worth Crashing. It's going to be all online, so everyone's going to be safe. Please watch. Thank you. <laughs> please support us. <laughs> Um, the ticket selling will be announced in the future. Please keep an eye out for updates. We'll be sure to check it out, of course. Yeah. To support yeah, Harley. Manood kayo, ah. Yeah. We'll turn you into pies. <laughs> <laughs> so that about wraps everything up. Thank you so much for listening to the third episode of Escolta Hour. Thank you for listening to all of our fangirling moments and our obsession <laughs> yes. about some shows and some and some composers and some performers. Be sure to like our Facebook page, Escolta Hour, and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, also Escolta Hour, so you're kept up to date with all of our new episodes and all of our new updates. And also, don't hesitate to share this episode with your musical theater friends. Or we'll so turn you into pies. A wider reach. We'll turn you into pies if you don't. Make sure. Or we will. So thank you, everyone. And hopefully you'll still join us in our next episodes. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Guys, say bye. 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 Please watch Mwah. Party Worth Crashing on, sa- on Saturday. <gasps> December. <laughs> yes, yeah, support thank Blue you. Rap. Oh wow, parang atinayan ako. Wow. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this call to hour. Bye. Let's call to hour.